Hello, this is Charmaine Marie, the Real Love Coach. I have Johnny Turner with me today. He's a great husband and father, an avid traveler, and he's an advocate for and sells life insurance. How are you doing today, Johnny? Good morning. Good morning, Charmaine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share a little message and help some families out here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. You're the expert here. I want to talk about insurance that's life, whole term, and if you do any other kinds, you can talk about that too. Because see me, I don't know much about life insurance. I do know that I have it and I've had it through every job I've had and my mom pushes life insurance all the time to me and my sister. She's always saying, make sure you have your affairs in order, make sure you're handling your business as far as life and death. So you talked to me about insurance, wanting to make sure that I have it and that my kids and grandkids have it too. So I want to know, why are you so passionate about life insurance? I'm passionate about it because I feel that it's a message that is not getting out to us in the way that it should. Like, we don't truly understand what can be done with the life insurance. We hear life insurance and just think, if we have a policy that we're good, but if we don't really understand the dynamics of that policy, the limitations of that policy, and whether or not there's enough coverage in that policy, we find out when it's far too late that we don't have what we thought we had and there's no coming back from that. The more people that I talk to, even that that have insurance, most people don't really know what they have. Right. So it's important to know that you have enough to cover a mortgage, cover any car loans or student loan debts or any of your liabilities and assets that, that, that can be covered so that your family members can remain with the same standard of living at a minimum if not improving that standard of living or extending it. And what I mean by that is if you have a five-year-old child, it's safe to say that that child needs support until they're at least, we always use the number of 18 years old. Let's just say 20 years old, maybe even a little further if they're gonna go to school and so forth. Uh Uh, Let's just, let's use a round number of 20, say 25. So that child needs about 20 years of support should something happen to the parent. Now, for easy number comparison, let's just say $50,000 is what that parent makes a year. 20 years of income is an even million dollars. And the misconception people have is, oh, I don't wanna make anybody rich. I don't wanna do, I don't want. First of all, why not? It's your last opportunity to give. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you give all that you could to help your children, your next generations, be successful and have a leg up. But if you think about that math that I used, that's just 20 years of the $50,000 that they were earning. It's not an incredible amount of money when you take in consideration, hey, I want to make sure this child has the same standard of living today as they would if I were no longer around five years from now. And when we have that mindset and change up what we view of insurance, we see what opportunities we can have with it and increase and improve our standard of living and our future opportunities, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, it makes really good sense. So is one better than the other? Because there's different kinds. I only know whole life and term life, and maybe that's the only two. Is there a significant difference? And which one is better to have, or should you have both? Great question. I help clients design their life insurance policies based on what their current needs are what needs to be covered and what they project, what are things looking like for them in their mind in the future, whether it's short-term or long-term. And that usually ends up being 
a blend of some whole life and term. Now, the difference between the two is when you think of term insurance, it's there for a specific term. A president has a four-year term, and then you have to do something different. Whereas a whole life policy, think of that as like a king rules for their whole life. If you look at it from that standpoint, a term is for a specific period, and then after that, that guaranteed payment or what have you, it rises every year because you're outside of that agreed upon term. And a whole life policy is for your whole life. And the bigger difference is on a whole life policy, it doesn't expire and it appreciates and you are able to access the equity of that policy over time and use that to do things like fund education, start a business, fund your retirement, travel, whatever it is you like to do. And when you borrow in that money, you essentially are becoming your own bank because you're borrowing that money and paying yourself back 5% interest. So term is a whole lot less expensive, but it is very important depending what your needs are. So say for instance, you have a mortgage of 300,000. While that home is gaining equity, you want to make sure that should something happen to you, that that home is paid off and your, your family can maintain that asset. So if it was a $300,000 mortgage, it's really inexpensive to have, say, a $500,000 term policy, which in turn would allow you to pay off the $300,000 mortgage and have $200,000 for things like property taxes, maintenance, and living expenses so that you don't lose that asset in the future. Far too many times we see folks properties being handed down to families that can't afford that extra overhead they have things that they're dealing with so you end up losing an asset that was intended to be there for generations and something as simple as a $50 or a month or less you know just depending on what your age and so forth are that policy can alleviate you worrying about that you know a dollar a day you can maintain a $500,000 policy for a term and protect that asset so it's very important to ask questions that people probably don't associate with insurance to find out what the true need is so that we are designing something that actually works. Because far too many times I hear people have insurance that really doesn't give them the coverage that they truly need. If you have a $10,000 policy, that's fine. You'd probably be able to take care of your burial. But if you have young children, then they're kind of left fending for themselves. How are they going to maintain where they're living? Do they have to move because it becomes too expensive to stay in that area? If they move, do they have to switch schools? If they have to switch schools, is the aftercare center far enough away where now you're picking the kid up late every day and incurring more fees and so forth. So it kind of snowballs one thing after another if you don't properly plan it. And it's hard to recover from that once you're behind the eight ball in such a uh, drastic manner. Thanks for explaining it. I really understood it the way that you explained it. When you say like a president, when he's finished, his term is over, but a king, they rule until they die. So they rule for their whole life. I understand it like that, but you don't normally hear it like that. People don't always explain it like that. All you hear is that you need it, but people don't really go into exactly why you need it. So thank you for that. What is the most important thing you would say to people who think that life insurance is non-essential? Because I know a lot of people are just like, oh, whatever, uh, I'll be here forever. I don't need it. Or they just don't care. They'll get money from from others. What would you say to those people? That's a great question. I'd say if you're going through life with that mindset and you have access to real information, then you're truly being selfish. If you don't have access to that information, I'd be more than happy 
to share with you why it is imperative that we have insurance. Like I said before, if it's to protect an asset, a home, even if you don't own a property, whatever you're paying in rent, if you have someone that depends on you, how are they going to pay for that if they are not of age? And if now we see people that are of age, fully adults, that are struggling to make ends meet, you know, rising prices for everything, gas, food, shelter. So we have to position ourselves to be able to help ourselves as we get older and our children as they try to reach maturity and handle things for themselves. So my message about insurance is pretty basic because there's so many other things that I can offer in addition to that. But I think the foundation is to have enough life insurance in place which is like a just-in-case type of thing. And it's really not a just-in-case because none of us are getting out of here alive. Nobody's going to all of a sudden live forever. So there will come a time where we're no longer here or we are in need of extra attention because our bodies are, are getting older. That's where things like long-term care insurance come into play. A lot of people lose their homes due to illness. If you're sick and can't go to work and all of a sudden you're getting a portion of your money or none at all, we have solutions to protect that as well. Income protection. So there's a myriad of different things to do for proper planning for your particular situation. I speak mainly of the life insurance aspect because that's the biggest base that we need to cover. And once you have that covered, then we can do some other investment style plans in addition to that. I okay. hope I answered your question. It didn't kind of no, go you, all over the place. No, that was really good. But I do have questions. This is just me thinking while you're talking. So if two people are married and one of those people passes away, if they had life insurance and it covers the house, but the spouse is still alive and working, will that person who passed away's life insurance still take care of the house? Just wondering because they're still alive. Well, is that a crazy well, question? <laughs> no, not at all. It's a great question. So when I mentioned paying off the mortgage, what truly happens when a death benefit is paid out, is paid out to the beneficiary. I use the mortgage and so forth as an example of what can be taken care of. If a husband and wife, if the husband passes and the wife is a beneficiary, she's still living in the home and they had a $500,000 policy. She would receive the 500,000 proceeds, which then if she wanted to, she can pay off the $300,000 mortgage that's done and still have some money left over for maintenance, utilities, taxes, and so forth. So you don't necessarily, it doesn't have to just automatically pay off the mortgage. That would be a decision of the beneficiary. But I use it as a, a, an example because that's one of the largest expenses that we're going to have. So if you lose that income, one of your fears is like, oh man, I cannot afford to stay here. Well, yes, because now if you wanted to, you can actually pay that asset off. And that's one less thing you have to worry about. So that makes sense. I totally understand that. And I know you've touched on it a little bit and said a few things about it, but is life insurance expensive? No, I don't think it's expensive based on what benefits it provides. If you can pay a dollar a day, $3 a day, whatever it is, a leverage against a hundred plus thousand dollars for something that's going to happen, we just don't know when. You're going to pass at some point. So someone is going to benefit from you no longer being here that once depended on you. And the flip side of that is on a whole life policy, along that journey from today until you're no longer with us, there's equity that's building in that policy that you can use while you're living. It's a living benefit. So if we take risks of buying lottery tickets with very little uh, opportunity of winning, or if we like to bet on sports or whatever it is, you know, that's a 
high risk for something that we may not ever see. We're you, definitely going to no longer be here at some point. Someone can definitely benefit from you investing a dollar a day, five dollars a day, whatever it is, however much coverage it is based on your age and, and things of that nature. So it's guaranteed to happen. Why wouldn't we do it? Why wouldn't we leverage that? And it's something you don't have to think about. Stock market and so forth. You can invest in the stock market, but you have to pay attention. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, there might be a little stress involved with watching it go up or down. So this is one vehicle where you just pay your premium and let it do what it was designed to do, which is protect you, your family, and give you some money for opportunities that you didn't have growing up, that your parents didn't have, that we didn't have access to that information to be able to make those decisions. Okay. Well, I think that's really good. And thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else that you would share or that you can share about life insurance? Well, I, I think it's important to understand where you are now and also think of where you want to be 5, 10, 20 years from now so that you can properly plan. Because I feel that insurance is, is something that is ever evolving because you are and your needs evolve and change and you want to stay on top of that. So you have to review regularly at a minimum once a year. You know, if not twice a year, if the agent that you're using is not reaching out to you regularly, I'll gladly help review what you have to make sure it's still relevant for your needs now and you don't need to make any adjustments or changes because it truly is important. And a lot of time we're finding out after it's too late that you didn't have enough or it wasn't the right thing. And I want to give an example about insurance at work versus having your own because I think it's truly important to have policies outside of work on your own and the reason being is when you have a policy at work and you leave at some point you no longer have coverage so you've basically paid into something that now that you're not there it doesn't serve a need as we get older there's could be changes in our health and so forth that now we might be uninsurable like myself i'm 50 years old I'm probably in the best shape of my life ever. I run eight miles regularly. I'm working out. I'm vegan. I'm swimming. I'm doing all these things. And I can't buy five hours of insurance because I had cancer a couple of years ago. So we don't think of those things until it's too late. So I can't get insurance for probably another three years. So what I do is I buy insurance, a, a new coverage through my daughter. It's a whole life policy. So I own the policy. She's a beneficiary. She'll be able to access the money. I can access the money. So there's workarounds, but in an ideal situation, you want to make sure that you are insurable and can do so. So you have to stay on top of that. Be mindful of it because it can slip away from us. Good health is not promised or guaranteed to us. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah. So, you know, get checkups. You know, I had a cancer scare. Go get checkups because when your things are, are caught early, they are preventable. You can have a longer, healthier life. And we want to share that knowledge so that our children can have advantages. You know, parents will go all out for their children as far as clothes and toys and things of that nature. We need to set them up with some long-term stuff, some financial stuff. How great would it be to be able to give your 21-year-old child access to 50 plus grand, $100,000 or so, so that they can use that to start a business and, and, and not necessarily jump into the rat race, so to speak, if that's not where they want to be at that point. We are in a position now where 
you can have a great business idea and be 20 years old, go to a bank to try to get a loan for that, and they'll deny you because they say you don't have enough credit or things of that nature. Yes. But we'll load you up with $200,000 worth of student loans that you're going to be struggling with the next 10 or 20 years. So we have to create our own opportunities and insurance is one way of doing that. There's also other avenues. We can do annuities, which is you can have a guaranteed income stream the older you get. You can do invest in mutual funds. There's a lot of different things that you can do. And I've only scratched the surface when I talk about insurance because I think it's so important in the low cost of entry to protect us, our assets, and our loved ones. Thank you for sharing that. And congratulations to you too, Johnny, for beating the odds and detecting cancer early, being able to share your message. And I know that you shared a little bit, but you are an overcomer and survivor of prostate cancer. And I've heard you share a, a message about that with people before. Would you mind sharing that message with us today? Sure. So, you know, people think that you have to have symptoms and so forth to find out. You can or you you might not. The body is amazing. We can be enduring things and not really think about it. And then when that pain or that ailment is no longer on us, we'll look back and say, wow, I was really dealing with all that pain and, and really didn't acknowledge it because that's how uh, strong our bodies are. But the, the way I found out about the cancer is as I go every three months to get my blood work checked for, to keep my diabetes in check. And I've done a phenomenal job with bringing that down and keeping that under control. So I go to the doctor, we're talking, and we go to pull the blood. She said, hey, we're just checking for your A1C, which is the measurement of your blood sugar. So mm -hmm. I said, yeah, we're, we're just checking that, yeah. So we're, we're chit-chatting, and I say, you know what? Check everything. And that's what your health insurance is for. So if you have health insurance, don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful to use it. You're paying for that. And that split decision saved my life. I could not be here now just because I said, yeah, yeah, you know, run the A1C. And I didn't know that it was just that easy. Just for them taking the blood that they normally took, they were able to check out my blood sugar, my kidneys, liver, uh, the prostate, all of that stuff through that same blood sample. And I did not know that. So I thought it was like something really evasive. You know, as men, we don't want nobody playing around with certain areas on our bodies. And I get that. So I found out that I had uh, elevated PSA through the, that blood sample. I went to the doctor. They referred me to a specialist and I had to do a biopsy. It took 12 samples, six were dirty, basically stating that yes, I was positive for prostate cancer. I went vegan, started taking some supplements. The score dipped lower in three months and I went back again three months after that and it started ticking up again. I just made the decision that it wasn't worth the risk for me to fight it strictly with diet and supplements. So I had the surgery. They had a robot that goes in like through your stomach and made like five incisions, took the prostate. I've had three clean PSAs since then. So it's so important that we go to the doctor at least once a year and do thorough tests and make sure we're okay because this stuff is preventable if you act soon and often don't be bashful don't be ashamed none of that this this is this is a part of life and if you want to have a, a long and healthy life you need to make sure that you're okay so please go get checked male female everybody go get checked yes getting checked is part of self-care anyways so what's next for you what do you have coming up right now i just had a 
a securities license that I passed, the Securities Industry Essentials Certification. And what that allows me to do is do variable products in the, uh, the markets if people want to, to do mutual funds, uh, annuities, and so forth, and uh, you know college funds. So I'm expanding my offerings, and I'm also been offered an opportunity to be a partner with New York Life so I can grow a team and share that message and give these families what they need. So I'm excited about that as well. And I like to travel and spend this time with my family. And this career has allowed me to do such yes. without feeling like I'm tied to an office or I have to work 10, 12 hours a day, you know, six days a week now. I do work every day as needed, but it's liberating to know you're making a direct impact on families and you work when you need to. Yeah, you do your work, you take care of your family and you help people in the process of doing all of that. So Johnny, I have a segment called Intimate Inspirations. Intimate because we're trying to get up close and personal. Inspiration because we want to mentally stimulate people with the power to persevere. The question that I ask is, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who just needs the strength to continue? I would say you have to kind of step out of your situation for a moment and look at it because when we're in the depths of our situation we get emotionally involved and attached which is normal and if we operate strictly on emotion we can make some decisions that aren't in our best interest uh for the bigger picture so what i mean by that is to step back from the situation is to look at it objectively and try to figure out how we got here what are we going to do to get out of the situation or improve the situation who can be of help who can assist us because I think it's very important to have at least one other person, if not more, that we can share with, you know, yeah. somebody else who's been in who's been in our situation or can empathize with it and give help us have solutions to help push us through the scenario. Because, you know, I've had scenarios where I was dealing with the diabetes and, and that was a, a little that was depressing at first because I was relatively young and I thought, you know, basically my lifestyle was over. And then cancer after that so you need to find people who can understand your situation and encourage you i say exercise does that as well it releases things in your body that, that, that help heal you not just physically but mentally as well so that you can make better decisions and rise above whatever it is that you're going through but don't do it alone would be my biggest piece of advice. Yes, I love it. I love that. Thank you so much. And so, Johnny, I want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on my show and for sharing such great and important information with everyone. How can you be reached for anyone who needs your services or if someone just wants to get more information from you? Oh, sure. Johnny Turner, my cell phone number is 202 550 9052 if uh, if I don't answer please leave a, a message so that I can return your call and, and help answer any questions you may have if you'd like to send an email uh, my email address is jturner03 at f as in frank t as in tom dot newyorklife.com all right. Thank you so much for coming on, Johnny. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope that everybody has an amazing day on purpose. On purpose. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to my podcast. 
Get your regular yearly checkups and please make sure you and your family are covered. It is very important. And for more information or to get coverage, contact Johnny Turner at jturner03 at ft.newyorklife.com. Have a good one on purpose.